So I researched ghosting Mm -hmm. and two out of three people say that when someone just doesn't return your message, it's ghosting. Okay. (laughs) But, but, But what I want to focus on here is that the reason there is ghosting, it's because of digital communication. This is how we got here. I don't remember ghosting as a phenomena before digital communication. I'm sure it happened, but it's been happening since the beginning of time, you know, for many, many years, you know, people cut people off. But what we know today is ghosting. A lot of it happens on social media, which would give you a clue that digital communications is what the problem is. Welcome to Coping with Ghosting, the show that provides hope, healing, and understanding for anyone who has been ghosted. I'm Greta, and today my special guest is Sam George. Sam is an author and digital communications expert who, for decades, has been discerning trends before they are recognized as trends and communicating these ideas to the public. His latest book is called I'll Get Back to You, which explores why unreturned messages make us worry so much and what we can do to fix the problems that have come with digital communications. Sam, this book rocked Thank my you. world. <laughs> I'm uh, so... You know, it's a sniper shot. It's, I haven't been on any, or, on any podcast or publication that was just dead on right between the crosshairs. So it's a pleasure to be on the show and you do a great service to provide this support. Well, thank you so much. Let's just dive right in. I have so many questions for you. What is the discommunication crisis? Well, the discommunication crisis sets the stage for ghosting and it sets the stage for all the, all the negative things, whether it's too many emails, whether it's vague emails, whether it's ghosting, all these things are unreturned meshes are derivative of one basic thing that we don't talk anymore, that we don't have conversations. Since the beginning of time, people were talking with each other that we wouldn't exist without talking. Now, talking involves speech, but it also involves reciprocity. You know, talking to the wall is not talking, it's not a conversation. So what's implicit is immediate feedback. And for the first time in the history of the world, there is no immediate feedback. Uh, What we have here is a system where everything is delayed and everything is fragmented. It's not the revolution and digital is not the technology. We're looking at our phone. That's been around for a while, digital phones. So the revolution in digital is not technology. It comes down to a fundamental thing. We don't have an immediate feedback loop for our conversations and our exchanges. And that has created the crises. Because what happens is that, you know, we're all, you name it, whether it's too many messages, whether it's vague messages, whether it's unreturned messages, whether it's ghosting, all of this comes down to the fact that there is no immediate feedback 
in our communications. And because of that, we're in a crisis. Two sides. One is communication. It's very difficult to communicate. Secondly, this has psychological impact. We don't talk anymore. Talking is essentially, now it's defined. And it's words are important, the definitions of words, because they're meaning. I don't mean to be sort of a purist here. But, but talking means speaking. And conversation means speaking with others. And the speaking is not what matters there. It's the immediate feedback of the speaking. So without that immediate feedback, we don't have communication. We have discommunication. Mm-hmm. So conversations can take place on the phone, on a video chat, in person, but mainly what I've been using to communicate with a lot of my friends is text messages, emails. Well, it's just not a conversation. The dominant means of communication always involve delay. There's no immediate feedback. And that creates the opportunity for all of these things, you know, the anxiety, the uh, misunderstandings, you know, someone doesn't return your text. Texting's the worst because you actually see, you know, if I don't send you, if I send you an email, I'm not sure that you've opened the email. But with texting, you see it right there in terms of the response. Oh, you, you opened it. Then you really get mad when they don't respond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the overall issue is the lack of direct, immediate feedback. We don't have that anymore. Right. And so how does all this discommunication relate to ghosting? Well, first of all, I mean, let me explain to you what happens, because this will give you a psychological insight, even though it's just a it's not a perfect analogy. So the the overall matrix here, the understanding of the social was the context of this is is digital communication and the fact there's not direct feedback. Okay, that sets the stage. Here's what happens. I've done extensive polling because I'm basically, I have background in political research and, and everything I've polled on, including ghosting. We don't get upset about unreturned message. We get delusional about unreturned messages. Uh, the first stage is you start to get, I mean, this starts fairly quickly, an hour or two, you know, you start wondering, okay, I haven't heard back. And, you know, not too long, I mean, in the same day, you get anxiety, agitation, you see, Huh, I wonder, I wonder. Then the next stage is something must be wrong. Now, why must something be wrong? I mean, almost every time you didn't talk to someone, you find out that what you thought in your head wasn't true. Nothing's wrong. The next stage is what happens all the time. And this is actually hardwired into us. We jump to the worst case scenario the worst possible explanation of why someone has not returned our message. From there, we catastrophize, and it forms a negative loop because of incompletion. And when we talk about ghosting, that negative loop will be very significant. So essentially, the unreturned message is a microcosm of the larger picture of ghosting. According to my research poll, two out of three people say, an unreturned message, whether deliberate or not, is a form of ghosting. Whether deliberate or not, the definition of ghosting doesn't matter. What matters is what it feels like on the other side. And a lot of these same feelings that I just described to you 
are what people who have ghosted feel. Uh, they feel the self-blame. They question themselves. They jump to the worst possible explanation of why the person has cut themselves off from you. And they can't get it out of their head. It repeats, just like the unreturned message. And there's a reason why this is. So can you explain the reasons why we always catastrophize, go to the worst? Why do we tell ourselves the negative stories? Is it because we lack self-confidence? Is it because our poor upbringing? Is it because of genetics? Is it because this, this, that, you know, between self-help and positive psychology, you know, psychology, a million people have thought about it. Well, ironically, in trying to put this together, I figured out not for the long-term situation, but for the short-term situation, which speaks to, but is not directly. Here's what happens is um, I was studying with a psychiatrist. He was the, one of the first biological psychiatrists applying what we know of neuroscience to the application of psychology. And so many psychological issues have to do with the brain's pattern recognition. The brain processes everything. And just for your, you may know this, right? You know, the, the brain processes everything through patterns, creates a pattern, it retains a pattern, but it must create a pattern and it must, it must complete the pattern and retain it. And so what happens here is that in an in-between situation, like unreturned message or ghosting, the brain will jump to the worst case scenario because it's a punctuation point. The brain, it's not you, it's not what you think. You don't come up with the worst case scenario. Why do you think you do it all the time? Because it's, the, the result is delusional. We do this simply because of the brain's pattern recognition process. The brain, in order to process the event, has to have a firm way, and you know, it's got to complete the loop. Mm-hmm. Whoever heard of a story without an ending? So a worst case scenario is actually forced upon us by the brain because the brain is trying to close the loop. Mm. Now, um, with with ghosting, it, with the, with the ghosting in a long term basis, it's a it's a it's more complex, okay? Because that's a long term situation. But, but I must say, the brain does this in other areas. For example, if someone doesn't haven't heard back about a job, oh, I didn't get the job. You know, it's always the worst case scenario. If someone is late, oh, my God, they must have been in an accident. This is where our brain will fill in the blanks. And all the brain really cares about is completing the pattern. And only a worst case scenario can close the loop. I have done that countless times. So. Knowing that if there's a broken loop, we're going to go to the worst case scenario. How can people prevent doing that if they're being ignored? In my book, you know, I deal not with ghosting, but with unreturned messages. And it see there there's where uh, ghosting and what I'm talking about sort of separates because eventually people do get back to you eventually if someone hasn't returned your message, eventually you catch up and you do connect. And then you realize that all these ideas you had were just a fantasy. These things separate because you don't catch up with the person. And what you, what you thought it was may not be exactly what you thought it was, but the answer in terms of emails and text have to do with preemption. In other words, we get so many emails and so many texts so, for example, 
people file their emails, they file their texts, they don't respond, they're busy or whatever, and it easily gets lost and forgotten. That's the problem. Only 10% in, you know, with intent actually don't return your messages. When people text, they never address the person by their first name because it's assumed. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's nothing you people like more than their own first name. And there's no better word to get to attention and keep them engaged than their own first name. Mm-hmm. In emails, I tell people to use it at least three times. And in a text, always start out with their first name and then lace throughout the text. But the problem is we're scanning everything. The first thing is we miss things. We're not paying attention. Nobody reads a text message or an email the way that they would read a book. And so a lot gets lost. So people go on a, a couple goes on a date. It's like the second date. A woman says, and this could be reversed. Oh, we had a, I had a really great time last night. Thank you. I can guarantee you it's about four o'clock the next day. She feels ghosted. (laughs) She's going through, you know, or vice versa. You realize that the text never asked any, you know I mean? It didn't, there's no call to action. There was nothing to respond to. So, so with text, you know, make sure that you ask a question because that way that they have to respond. And even if what you're getting at it, what you're sending is not a question, reformat it, ask a question. The same is true of an email. So now let me say in terms of ghosting, how do you manage this? Because this is a different different animal in this sense. A lot of ghosting is because people don't want to go into a deep explanation. But what they don't realize is that it initiates a psychological cycle that's basically like the unreturned message on steroids. And the preemption doesn't work with ghosting. I guess the, the takeaway is to know it's not about you. In other words, that that the reason you're having these feelings are that everybody has them. They have them all the time. They have when the message is not returned, that they everybody experiences this. So that, that a, a large part of this is your brain completing patterns. And the problem with with the ghosting is it goes on forever, you know? And so your brain continues to run and you continue to think it. But I would tell you this, and it's not going to be any consolation, that the reason that you think that they broke up with you or wrote you out of life may not be the reason they did it. But honestly, I at this point, I would say, see a therapist. I really would, because it's vicious. I've never been ghosted, but but when you look at what just happens with an unreturned message, and you put that on steroids, it's a psychological issue. You need someone who's neutral and you need someone who has got some kind of training. I am a ghost coach, if you will. And I do. Oh, there, they talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, Oh, you know that there you are. I mean, thank you. I think it's just so important to be aware of the discommunication crisis and to know that you're not alone, that there's broken loops everywhere because of technology. So there was one part of your book that said for couples to have a talk about how they like to communicate so that they can communicate better with each other moving forward. You even mentioned something about a couple that decided not to use texting very frequently. 
Can you speak to that? That's the best solution for couples is to don't you don't use texting. About one out of three relationships are broken up. Uh, people in a younger younger age group, I think under under forty, one out of three relationships are they break up over text, um, and texts are always at the scene of the crime. Because of this, there's so much distortion. If you're going through this ghosting phenomenon, if every unreturned text is a ghosting experience, what does that tell you? It's just don't, I would avoid texting, you know, with, with people, your significant other. I really would avoid it. But you decide, I mean, you have to set some protocols. These texts are really, really problematic in relationships. They're so problematic, that solution is really the best solution, you know? You know, like, you don't know when they begin or where they end. People send, you know, it's, your husband sends you an, a text and it really doesn't call for any response and you don't respond and then he gets upset. It's just rife with problems. You know, I think that's the best solution, but each person is different. You know, some people stay connected through texting. One of the problems with texting is that we don't know when somebody hangs up right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, and then you're sitting there and you're waiting. And so one of the things that I recommend is hanging up, make sure that if you're in a text conversation, you say, okay, that's it for now. Bye. You know? <laughs> right. Oh, I love that. I feel like I've just been left hanging and I'm waiting for a response, but I don't get one. And it frustrates me. Every unreturned message is, has a little bit of distrust in it, in terms of how you ideate it. So in a relationship, that's why I recommend not using text because they create distrust and nothing is worse for a relationship than distrust all over a stupid email or text. Mm. So I would recommend really to try and avoid text messaging. It may be impossible. Everyone's different. But you understand that that distrust, that these, these delusional things that we think, these crazy things we think are often with people we know. Mm-hmm. And frequently, almost always contain the element of distrust, mm-hmm. distrust. Right. And that's what you want to avoid. So, Right. And to further compound things, there's no tone in texting. You can't hear the inflections of the voice. When you read something, you don't know how they're saying it. There was a story in your book about how a guy misinterpreted some text messages from his girlfriend, and he ended up in a murder-suicide situation. Yeah, I mean, that was a, comp, you know, a, a conflation to some extent, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it came that close. The point is, is that I, I, that is a very common, that jealousy thing for, mm-hmm. uh, is a very common reaction to an unreturned message. So if jealousy is a reaction to an unreturned message. And what does jealousy mean? That you don't trust your partner. Okay. Right. So this is the danger. Okay. This is the danger. Mm-hmm. And that's why text messaging causes many, many relationships to, to falter. I think you need to be very clear on your text messages to avoid this. The, the way with a text message is to get them to read it, okay? In other words, when you send somebody a text, first of all, address it by their first name. Be very specific about, hey, not hey, you know, like, and you have to ask a question to demand a response. 
so many texts I receive, I'm not even clear what they're asking about or whether it's a response. So there has to be a very clear reason you sent them the text with a question. So going back to that analogy uh, about the woman who went on a date with a guy and she mm-hmm. had a great reason last night, I would have tell her, okay, hey, honey, we had a, that was a great never Thank you. The pasta was really great. Do you think they make that? Do you think it, do you think that's handmade pasta? <laughs> you're yeah. you you, you, you want to ask a question uh but uh it's a hornet's nest I, and in, in the end there's no easy way particularly early on in a relationship i think mm-hmm. but bringing this all together it's about distrust distrust an unreturned message is distrust mm-hmm. so if you're texting you know you're gonna just open yourself up to that kind of uh you're opening up the gate. So mm-hmm. if I had an intimate relationship, I wouldn't text. I personally, I just text for, this is across the board. I just text for like time, place. You know, I don't do content on, on texting, but I'm an older person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, obviously it may be impossible not to intimate relationships and not do texting, but you need to be clear and mm-hmm. use these strategies that I talk about. But the lack of immediate feedback is still at the essence of the problem, the delay, and then the, the, the mischief that, that takes place in our mind. But that's still the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for being here. My pleasure, Greta. And just let, let me clarify, so because I'll get back to you. So the name of the book, I'll get back to you, The Discommunication Crisis, Why Unreturned Messages drive us crazy and what to do about that. Go to my website, which is uh, discommunication, D-Y-S, communication.com. And as a matter of fact, there's a free download there about relationships, talking about the uh, chapter you're referencing. That's great. Thank you. I'm sure listeners will go there and get their copy because this is life-changing. It's so important to understand what's actually happening in our lives right now with technology and communication. And this just gives you a deeper sense of understanding and knowing that it's not you, you're not alone. And this is how we're wired. That's the truth. So thank you so much for being here and listeners, be sure to remember when you are ghosted, you have more time to connect with yourself and people who have stellar communication skills. You deserve the best. If you would like more information and support around being ghosted, I encourage you to visit my website, copingwithghosting.com, where you can learn about my coaching sessions and find free resources. Also, follow me on social media. I have a free private Facebook group called Coping With Ghosting, and I'm also on Instagram at Coping With Ghosting. See you there.